So this is Drive Who Home with Emily and Robin Rhyme. Um, cool, we just named the show. Yeah, we don't really have credentials. We're just like fans. <laughs> We've got credentials. I just don't know that they particular. Well, yours yours kind of apply, but yeah. Uh, well, our background. So Robin, uh, more music guy, teaches private lessons, went to school for that. Uh, I am more of a creative writing background. Uh, with a clicking a pen habit, so if you can hear that, I'm sorry, I'll put that down. But uh, so I've I've been fascinated with Doctor Who I think since high school. I've we have both seen all of the new season, um, and various bits of the old. So uh, the news like the you're talking like since uh, Eccleston and Tennant, we've seen all of that now. Yeah, we've seen all the new we've series. Watched a few these random last, old episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which if you haven't seen the one with Stonehenge being like the pillars of blood or whatever, that is one that's worth going back for Tom Baker. I'm just saying it was pretty funny. Anyway, um, yep. flashlights of doom. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so basically what's happened here is that we are your classic millennials who don't pay for a TV subscription service. So as of right now, we are going to one of our parents' houses to watch the show on the weekend uh, this week. Um, my in-laws, Robin's folks, were out of town, so we crashed their house and checked in on it and watched Doctor Who while we were there. Yeah, yeah, so we drove for like an hour to get there, hung out, watched the show, drove an hour home. <laughs> yeah, watched it like three times. <laughs> so we spent spent the drive home, yeah, we did, we sat around and watched like three showings of it, plus they played a blink in the middle, an old episode. Yeah, we're going to try and do our best to keep the beginning of this spoiler free, um... You know, I mean, it's been a while, but if you didn't have access to BBC America, uh, you didn't have a way to watch, which if anyone who knows us and lives near us has access to BBC America, uh, let us know. We are definitely looking for more places to have access to the show. Um, but at this point, here's my first feeling of the show is it would be worth driving an hour <laughs> every weekend to go see this. I want to keep up with this new season. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that Jodie Whittaker was great. I think this was a... You know, regeneration first episodes for a new Doctor are always rough. I remember even people, like our favorite Doctor is David Tennant, and I remember even the troll comments when he came on about him looking weird and mousy and scraggly, and people couldn't believe that this was going to be the person to take over from Eccleston's kind of leather jacket, you know. I love David Tennant's first season, or first episode there with the transformation. You loved his first transformation. I, I, uh, that was with the hand. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was um, like with the blood control that ha- episode, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he had some great speeches that episode. Um, One like of the, them uh, was I'm from trying... Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, I'm trying to figure out what kind of a, a doctor or man or whatever the word he was, and you know he's like going through all that. I I loved his energy in that episode and some of his speeches there. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So that's different. I always kind of feel like they're. I always give the first episode with a new doctor, like, it's the uneven footing where this is our first time meeting this rendition of the doctor. Who are they? What are they going to do? Um, but I thought Jodie Whittaker did a really nice job. Um, that's my tea kettle going off to make us truly authentic. We're drinking tea. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but I thought she did a really nice job. She had the energy and the motion. Um that's often associated, I think, with kind of the Matt Smith, David Tennant doctors of running around physically being present on stage. She had some great dialogue moments that reminded me of Capaldi, where the logic is just leading through and not really berating the human she's trying to convince, but like it's, you know, definitely kind of a railroading towards the conclusion for the doctor. It's just, you know, it's like, uh, so if you do this, then what happens? If you do this, then what happens? And the human has to concede, like, ah, uh, you have a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
Yeah, I don't know. Any spoiler-free initial reactions that you have? I'm really enjoying Jody. She's, um, as the doctor, she is, you know, energetic. I lo- She's got some cool speeches she's done. Um, you know, she's moving around and physical at points. You know, she's getting a lot of that. She's got a lot of the compassion that we've lost in some of the more recent seasons. Um, that, uh, you know, just like kind of this, you know, the peacekeeper kind of, but still kind of like almost like angry about it like kind of like oh gonna go like stop this because this can't happen but you know very much won't pick up a weapon there's a a scene that she really loved with that with talking about her new screwdriver which she built herself which is cool i guess we're in the spoiler part of the uh (sighs) yeah we're kind of moving on to spoilers here it's hard (laughs) to talk about this without any spoilers though because i feel like so much Mm -hmm. of what was amazing it's like you know it was a classic who episode you had the kind of introductory danger you had it as sort of a like it was a new alien adversary that we had to face who had like a grotesque detail. But then I think you were very taken with how he had such a core identity. How did you describe him? Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was very nice. I, I, and like we said, uh, probably spoilers ahead from this point on because um, we're, we're just, they're just going to come out. So Too excited. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. So our, uh, our new villain that we had, uh, he like stands up out of the like pod that he came from. And, the you Hershey know, Kiss of Doom. <laughs> and our, our, our first... Our first reaction was kind of like, oh, is it going to be a Cyberman again? <laughs> um, but it's okay. Other, I like Cybermen. Cybermen are fine, yeah. you know, but but I think they did something really cool here is, uh, you know, stands up and he's got a little bit of that tech stuff. But, um, you know, pretty quickly he's got like a whole identity built out of like where he's coming from and his, his you know, what he's trying to prove there. And um, he's got like this kind of, uh, and this is what you were referring to. He's got like, kind of like the Frost Mage Warrior kind of thing, yeah. running around uh, freezing people and... Um, you know, and it, and it feels, you know, that, that sounds a little more corny than anyways, it's science fiction. It's fine. But, uh, but you know, it felt good in the moment. Like he was, he was cool and different and unique and they, they built a really strong villain in that way or, or very like iconic in that way. Um, and I think as far as I can tell, he's just going to be kind of a throwaway here. Um, maybe they'll bring him back, but you know, that, that bodes well for the kind of, um, the kind of writing, the kind of things they're going to bring in throughout the series. Yeah, and I think that's some of the fun that I feel like I had. Because I'll be honest, during the Matt Smith seasons, um, like season 10, this most recent one with Bill, um, I started falling back into interest with Doctor Who again. I still felt like there were some moments, but like those robots with the emotion sensor chips and stuff like that, like I thought there were some great standalone, interesting, complex episode one-offs, which was really taking the heart of the doctor again of like jumping into a new experience, trying to reason with everyone around and leave the whole world in a more amicable place, wherever that world happens to be. Um, And this writing points, I think one of the big things for me is it got all the details, right? Like you said, um, Jodie Whittaker's doctor takes a clear like stand against carrying a knife. Like she jokes about her sonic screwdriver being like a sonic Swiss army knife, except only idiots would carry knives. And I was like, yes, because I didn't want to see a gun in the doctor's hand. Like, it's not truly revolutionary to like, oh, this is so serious, put a gun in the doctor's hand. Because the doctor's choice to not be weaponized is the revolutionary thing. Like, you can't double revolutionize that decision. It kind of is a very lackluster direction for me if we give the doctor a weapon. So anyway... She comes out swinging with, she's back to the, she's going to be peaceful, it's not weapons. She comes back to, like, even the kind of justified retribution that one of the human characters wants to take. Like, essentially, you know, one of the 
people who's been a target of this adversary tries to take a swing at him. Um, even then, she says, you don't have the right to do that. Like, she's drawing clear yeah. lines in the sand. Um, oh, gosh. It was a nice, powerful moment for her to stand up and, like... And, and like the at that point, like it's basically resolved. And even though this person, like this this alien, has been like strong and like like basically just bad. Like there's there's been little redeeming. Although you can kind of understand him. Um, and uh, when one of the humans takes a swing at him, she's like, "No, you don't have the right to do that." Still, which is beautiful and good, and we need more of that. Um, and it comes back to that. Uh, so she made her her sonic screwdriver this episode. Um, she lands on Earth with nothing and has to kind of rebuild herself, which is a cool thing, too. No TARDIS, no screwdriver, basically just the clothes that, you know, uh, fit Capaldi, not her. Um, and so she builds her own sonic screwdriver and then is explaining it uh, back to the humans. And there's some cool lines there um, with uh, she starts talking about the Swiss Army knife kind of trying to because of all the things it does. It's not just a screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. That was the line about the yep. knife. And everything. Yeah. And then uh, uh. sorry, what was it she said then? Oh, she just, uh, she talks about, I already said this, but she talks about being a Swiss army knife, but only an idiot would carry a knife, which, you know, like if you want to get strong about the idiot language, like you could, but I think the point was that it's forceful. It's a line in the sand. Um, yeah. Not, she's not, not condoning. Yeah. yeah. She's going to fix these things just with arms wide open for as long as she can. Um, but anyway, so to not hurrying on that, like the details looked really right. It is very promising for this episode. I don't know that this is ever going to be like my favorite episode of Doctor Who because there have been some stellar ones. But as far as like an opening regeneration, like meet your new doctor, this went yeah. really well. And Yeah, it was super yeah. solid. Like good villain. Jody got to show off a little bit of her chops and some of her what she's bringing to the doctor. We met her. Um, we started to meet the new cast, which was cool. Yeah, who and it's fun that I didn't know how an ensemble cast was going to work. I wasn't sure how I felt because Amy Rory is where I started to lose interest, and that was an ensemble, and I thought maybe it was just too diversified. Um, but like even with Clara, I didn't really have a lot of energy. So anyway, I thought what was great is that this ensemble kept energy, like even in their side conversations that don't involve the Doctor. Like they are still interesting, and they're figuring out the situation from mm-hmm. their unique angles but they're all kind of tenuously related to each other they're all they all know each other from before they get into this situation which you know then makes it yeah. natural for them to step into these adventures together yeah um and but this should also i want quick thing this should also oh, yeah, be noted it. because like chris chibnall like is a you know does broad new church, head writer yep new head writer like amazing ensemble writing and performance in that show as well um so I guess, nice to see it brought over here. Yeah, it's nice to see that that was still carried over because I wasn't sure it was going to work. I'm not sure it had worked in Doctor Who from what I'd seen. And he was like, no, it definitely works here. <laughs> just need to write it correctly. Yeah. yeah. And like put it in well. Um, yeah, especially like um, it'll be nice to see them all flesh out. And I think it's going to be really cool to see him interact. But I, I had some moments where I really uh, I loved Graham in there. So he's kind of the grandpa old man kind of character. And everybody else is like, oh, that that like terrifying villain just ran off. Let's chase after him. And he's, he's just standing there. He's like, um, wait, why are we chasing after this? And, but then he follows along and it doesn't derail the show. But he's kind of like this little inner monologue voice on your shoulder going like, hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. And I think it was nice because it made a space for those of us who maybe aren't like, you know, the crazy courageous uh you know, Rose Tyler bringing in her gymnastics over this volcanic pit. Uh, you know, we, it's nice that Doctor was always like, oh, the average human is not truly, like, average is amazing or amazing is also, you know, that capacity in each person. We may have loved the Donna season. 
Yeah, the Donna season in particular, that storyline really echoes that um, moral. But here, like, Graham has some things where there's now room for those of us who are like, you know, I might bulk. (laughs) I might not be able to jump or, you know, and those are usually the characters who, like, are the explanation death of what is bad about the enemy. You know, that's a lot of who gets kind of becomes fodder. So it was nice to see Graham have that space, not derail the show, like you said, uh, but to still give us a space to be like, oh, are we really doing this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And he never, he never really backed down from the challenge either. Like he was like, there were several moments where, where things went further than he definitely wanted to go. And, and Graham's still kind of like, okay, I'm coming with you. I trust you guys. <laughs> and that is one of the things like, okay, so spoiler alert, but you kind of knew that there were only going to be three characters traveling with the doctor. Robin didn't when the episode started. Um, that I got I that knew. spoiled for me pretty quickly by Emily. I just, well, cause I knew who the three were going to be. There's all the promo photos. So you knew that Grace was going to die in this episode. Like yeah. it was, it just had to be, yep. but Grace, while I hate refrigerator tropes, she also wasn't just like a nameless face that died. No. But I think she is the reason she pushes Graham that we need to keep going. His love for her keeps him going. And with her passing is now like the fire in his pants that whenever he starts doubting himself, he can still have he's those gonna have lines. He's going to have to pick up her torch. But he's going to yeah. have to pick up her torch and her like passion for helping and be like, no, this is what Grace would want me to mm-hmm. do. This was her like dying words to me. It also Please gives us a nice little odd couple between, I'm losing names, it's Graham and uh, what's the grandson's name? Ryan. Ryan. Oh yeah, Ryan. Yeah. So uh, Ryan. So and yes, and so. Graham is yeah. I remember Yaz. Ryan yeah. was the one I asked. Um, so Ryan, this is his like step grandpa. Um, and now we're gonna have a little bit of an odd couple sort of thing that their only real connection was um, was Grace. You know, his wife, the other's grand grandma. Uh, and so now they're gonna be stuck together in the TARDIS and traveling with Jody. And um, so it, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic there. Yeah, they are very much stuck for the next episode. Like, you don't know if this would have been a voluntary thing. But uh, (laughs) they're going on this next journey. That was uh, decided for them. Yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Now, yeah, we totally just wanted to watch the next episode. And uh, because of our Netflix addiction, we're just like, oh, yeah, just hit the next. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, no, I was aware. I was like, loving Doctor Who means that you're getting back into a commitment of like, all right, you only get a little bit. But that's, I miss that. Like, Netflix is good. (laughs) <laughs> but I do think, you know, savor the sweeter flavor. Like when it's drawn out for me and I don't have that Oh, yeah, ability let the tension just... hang in the air or in space, as it were. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, Read that as you will. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's good. It, it probably lets lets me slow down and enjoy it in a different way that I might not if I just blazed through it like the 18 Netflix shows I watched last month. Yeah, I do think it makes me stop and recognize and appreciate what I'm seeing from Doctor Who because I have to, like, ingest it slower. Um but I get, yeah, the only thing I guess I would take away from this episode where not that I'm like seriously nervous about it or anything, but like the non intro lack of like familiar sounds and background melodies and stuff was a little like, I feel yeah, like this is peop- something you this is something you were real like up on. I just I was sensitive to it because I, I read some of the comments like I know don't read the comments, but BBC posted the promo for the next episode. And of course, people are post like putting their initial reactions because it's right after the simulcast happened today that people are responding to the episode. Um, And of course, you know, there's the comments that you would expect, but there were a lot of people being like, where was the intro? And I was like, oh, I didn't notice it when I watched. Um, They give a little (laughs) bit of the Doctor Who theme when Whitaker first appears in the episode but beyond that like you you don't get that intro that we're done done done, done waiting for wow, wow, wow. 
Exactly. You have to fill it in yourself now. Yeah, yeah. Which um, we can do, you know. That's fine. But, uh, but yeah, so we lost the intro. But then throughout the whole thing, the, the music was very understated. It was uh, a little bit ambient. There weren't clear themes. There weren't big musical licks or driving things coming up. Um, which I know you felt that didn't like there were moments that you wanted a little more to help push some of the emotions, drive some of the stuff. Well, I just feel like, you know, when you have the classic storyline again of Doctor Who, you meet new alien, there's a death, there's a problem, we got to fix it. Time collapses down. Let's resolve it and save Earth. Um, there's always a running scene and there's still kind of there's a lot more mechanics montage kind of scenes which i thought were cool so that was new to this yeah there episode. were a couple of those but like you didn't have the heavy drums racing to stop the danger kind of like soundtrack punch and i feel like if people are feeling like this is a softer season like oh making doctor who into a woman is now like making the season soft i think okay well one if you're missing like the muffet kind of aggressive era like that's fine that's when i checked out of the season like if you're not happy with this episode that's fine because i was tired of the show getting tailored more and more to you like mm-hmm. i'd fight me on that any day of the week <laughs> but there is part of me that's like if we are if you're missing some of that pressured adrenaline that i think the music brought you to before um, that's not a hard thing to change. It doesn't say anything about anyone else's performance aside from just the choice of like, what are we playing in this scene? And I think it'd be a real easy way to give you some of that tension back. I don't know. Yeah, and and there were there are some great iconic like musics from the old episodes, the old seasons. Um, I know there's like y- you were talking how there's a lot of the themes for the characters that come through, which is a, a cool music thing. Um, that they used well in Doctor Who. You could hear Donna's theme flowing through stuff. And, um, you know, characters would come in and out and be, you know, kind of reinforced by the music in that way. And I'd love to see more of that, Um, you know, or big, huge emotional things, the Doomsday cello stuff. Um, Because, like, that Doomsday song was so effective, like the slow build, the big cello, the repetitive, like, heavy bass i don't know it just uh yeah and and i i know i would love to see more of that in the season i was a little um one i'm usually a little less observant so i didn't even i I noticed it was a little lower on the music thing but i wasn't even paying attention to like how how it was uh not pushing things forward in the way it could have in this episode um but you know and and you talked a little bit like with with uh jody whitaker in for um, the doctor, we've got this little bit of a softer, you know, we don't have the bombastic kind of Matt Smith and, um, all that stuff going on. So this little softer bit, I'm okay with it, but I'd love to see some of it flow back in at good moments. Um, it also leaves them room to grow with that too. Also true, especially, and I'm okay if it's not like a determinant background music again for like the opening episode when we're meeting our doctor, like Mm -hmm. let it, you know, I just, I don't know that I necessarily want all of those great big background music numbers to entirely disappear um it's just something i noticed because they weren't here and sometimes you know i can see the david Tennant scene where he finally wakes up because of the evaporating tea (laughs) and like the tardis doors open and even he has that like everyone's turning over their shoulder and the music like builds no it's david Tennant's doctor and like (laughs) here we got a little bit of the who theme with jodie whittaker's doctor but i mean she did literally crash through a ceiling so like we got a nice impressive entrance yeah 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 we don't need a glass ceiling anymore she's just breaking through the roofs of trains now like we're breaking so many things um so i don't it's not a big thing it's just something i noticed and just something that i will keep my eyes on in the future for sure um robin keeps saying this is something you mentioned so the whole basis of this is like we are trapped in a car obviously after we have to drive back from these episodes so we 
did a like horrible audio version rendition of this uh, just a little bit ago. And I have my very like slim bullet points, but we're like recreating our conversation from that. Um, yep. That's because Robin likes these microphones better. I have I have such nice microphones that I figure we can use these and sound great, you know, with almost no background noise, a little bit of teapot and heater and my fan and my computer fans a little noisy, but like nice microphones, mostly isolated environment, or we can get my really noisy old Honda <laughs> and uh, uh you revving. could have had this whole conversation over the background thumb of Yep. <laughs> Which, you know, its own kind of good. <laughs> Unlike a cell phone speaker. But, uh, yeah. But, so, anyway, I think that's kind of our summary. So, we hope that other Whovians out there are as hopeful for the season as we've been. Because everything's pointing in a really good direction. This is... Yeah, I'm excited for this season. This is a great place to slingshot for him. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm I don't, Yeah, I don't think I have anything that I have a, a real complaint about. We've got the little bit of a music thing, you know, and everything else is just kind of cool little bits we've noticed and kind of nice setup, nice first episode. Yep, I do love that, like, you know, we clearly show that this doctor is capable right in the get-go. Like we said, that she's building her own sonic screwdriver. Um, she's recreating a way to get to the TARDIS. Like, the mechanics and the, like, I'm going to figure this out and build my way to what I need is was so prevalent in this episode. Yep. Um, she got nothing handed to her, and she is taking that and running with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, I guess if that's what we've got, I just want to thank you for listening. Um, thank you for indulging us, because we really enjoy yammering about things we love and doctor who is clearly one of those things for sure yeah, yeah. so thanks for listening and uh there's a good chance there'll be another one of these probably next week we'll see do, do, do. Do, do, do. beautiful we'll thanks. probably leave that in <laughs> <laughs> all right bye y'all bye